Today, an individual decided it was time to go back to school. Today, a company decided it was time to purchase a building for their operations. Today, an individual decided they wanted to purchase some new clothes. Today, a family decided to invest in a new company. How much will these decisions cost? Can they afford these various items with cash on hand or do they need help? Is it the best decision to use disposable cash for all of these purchases? The decision to purchase or invest, buy or sell an item generally comes down to how much funds can I afford on any particular item. Debt is a large part of the decision-making process and the choice to take on debt can affect both a company or individual, both in the short and long term, negatively or positively. Good day, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of CFAL Talks. I am Senior Financial Literacy Coach Richard Pinder, along with Senior Financial Literacy Coach Shanice Taylor. Join us today as we discuss the significant topic of debt and debt management. Good afternoon, Ms. Taylor. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So let's first discuss what debt is and what it is not. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we always think about when we talk about debt is pretty simply debt is just you've made a commitment, you've borrowed some money from someone, An and, now it's, and now it's time to pay it back. So any money, any service, any obligation, like you said, that you've taken from one party, now it's time to pay that party back. Debt is used by many individuals and companies to make large purchases that they could not afford under any other circumstances. Unless a debt is forgiven by the lender, it must be paid back, typically with added interest. Yes, um, I think when we think about the word debt, we don't necessarily think about, you mentioned store credit. Yes. That is a form of debt. Anything that you owe to anyone is considered an obligation, it's a promise to pay. So whether the payment is due in a couple of years or whether it's due over a period of time, it is considered debt. Correct. So now let's talk a little bit about what we consider good debt versus bad debt. Now, because we hear this terminology used a lot, debt, and now I owe somebody some money. But sometimes, and this is something that we talk about throughout this, throughout this podcast, sometimes debt is good. Sometimes debt can have a positive purchase, as we said in our opening. So... One good thing, and we can talk a little bit more about it, is, of course, a mortgage or your house. Yes. Like you said, surprisingly, there there is some form of good debt. Normally, I think we think that debt is just, even when you hear the word, it, it just sounds makes negative. you, yeah, it's just it feels, daunting. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> thinking about debt, you're like, how is how is this possibly good? Yes. So like you mentioned, you mentioned a mortgage, you mentioned um, maybe a business loan, um, also education, or some people call it investing, depending on what type of investment it is. But there are forms of good debt, and I, you always say this, and, and it's simple. Good debt is anything that could add an increase or value to your life. Absolutely. If it's not doing that, it's bad. Correct. And one thing I'll add in, in, in another reference to good debt, it also helps build your credit history and your credit reference. Yes. So when you think about banks and you talk about mortgages and houses, you want to build credit history with the bank. Now, we can have a further conversation on the type of mortgage yes. <laughs> and the terms and so forth that we'll talk a little bit about later. But yeah. generally speaking... That's for a later show. Yeah, generally, generally speaking, 
uh, a mortgage or a house loan is is generally good because you're building your credit history. To be honest, I'll put a pinpoint on the mortgage for a house. Sure. Because we've known over the last couple of years, persons have, you know, that's this cliche, house debt is bad, yes. you know. Yes, it's It's a dead investment. Yes, a dead investment. To be yes. honest, look at the rise of Airbnbs. You know, you have to know how to how to manage your investment, you know. Correct. People may not look at it as, as, as an investment anymore, but you can still use it, be useful with it. Maybe turn it into a small apartment complex, you know, depending on the size of your house. And we saw with the pandemic how using your house could have been profitable for you if your tenants were still able to pay. Because Correct. if during the pandemic you had to pay your mortgage by yourself, that was that was that was rough. Yeah. Especially if you know your job wasn't as flexible or it was, you know, all the income was gone from your job. Correct. And so one tip I'll, I'll throw in here, we'll talk a little bit about it later as well, but you, a mortgage doesn't have to be daunting once you make a plan to, to yes. tackle it very quickly. Yes, right? and so. like you said, I, I'm glad you said that because when you think about a mortgage, it always go, goes back to what we said in our first, first set of shows, that you have to know what your limit is. You can't compare yourself to Susie or Sally. Richard has to know how much he is willing and able to pay based on his capacity to do so. Correct. You know? Correct. Um, let's, okay, let's say I have $4,000 a month is my, my income. I don't have any dependents. And I'm, I'm pretty free, okay? Mm-hmm. I might be able to pay a $1,500 or a $2,000 mortgage a month. Mm-hmm. But am I willing to pay that? I got to <laughs> mentally... You have to mentally, Absolutely. you know, think about these things. Absolutely. So yeah. it's important. A mortgage, like you said, it doesn't have to be daunting. It could be something that is um, feasible. And especially if you have a partner or a spouse or you're doing this with a parent, it has to be something that if one person loses their income, you're able to still sustain the payments. Correct. Correct. And conversely, a bad debt, pretty much anything that devalues in... in Car. Yeah, exactly. Anything that devalues as soon as you buy it. And so uh, in the scenario that I gave in the opening, I talked about someone wanting to purchase new clothes. Mm, no, bad debt. <laughs> I mean, now, no, mind exactly. you. Exactly. Now, yes. what I'll say Let's is have this. that conversation, yeah. Are you opening a clothing store? Are you purchasing clothes for your work? Exactly, yes. but but you shouldn't take out now. If you purchase clothes for, for work, you shouldn't take out a loan. And I'm glad you said that. But it could be we, credit card, we which, we, of, which we'll talk about oh, too. Well, yeah. well, well, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's put that on the side with the credit card. <laughs> yeah, but definitely the store credit. Um, let's take for instance, and I don't want anyone to think think about the Bahamas. Let's just think globally. You have places where you can go and get an item. You might not have the money. We call it store credit. Yes. Now, with store credit, there can be a term in there that they charge you yes. more money than if you bring cash. Yes. Whether it's interest or whether it's a certain fee, yes. it's going to be attached to it. So store credit, I mean, depending on what it is, to be real, it doesn't make sense you're going to buy a computer. Let's say you're going to buy a computer and it's $800 and you don't have the $800. Let's say you're $400 and they tell you, okay, you know, Put down the $400. But they told, tell you over the next six months, they want you to pay $80. Are 
um, that's that's not that's probably not adding up. Yeah. Back to savings. I'm gonna throw this in. You know what? Save. Take the next six to seven months and save your money because whatever little interest that was that was added to it, it's not worth it's it. It's not worth it. Absolutely. Now, one thing I, uh, as we were preparing for this podcast, I found something very interesting, and it kind of ties into your point, Janice, of making sure that you're able to handle whatever debt you take on. Mm -hmm. When you think about your income, all of us are working from a limited resources. All of us are trying to manage our finances, as we talked about previously. But when you think about your debt, make sure that it, generally speaking, doesn't take up more than 43% of your income. Why? Mm -hmm. Very important, because of course, if you're overburdened with your debt and you can't manage your day-to-day expenses, you can't eat, you Mm -hmm. can't put gas in your car, Mm -hmm. I mean, then obviously you've your debt has gotten to a point where now it's an overburden. Yes. You can't sleep. Mm-hmm. We always talk about your financial health and your mental and physical health. Important. So you don't want to get to your point where every every month when you get your income, you see none of it because it's all going to pay debt. There are a lot of persons that I would have heard of, you know, in, in circles, family circles or, you know, friends circles that would say, hey, I, I can't do anything else with my salary. Right. I really cannot really do cannot. anything yeah. else with my salary. You hear it all the time. And that's that that's that's not good because it makes you feel like what am I working for? Or if I have a business, well what did I get what did I get into this business for? Mm-hmm. Just to um live paycheck to paycheck. And I'm pretty sure that all of us had has been there at some point in our life. Yes. And it's not a good feeling. I know some periods of our life we're, we're either, whether we're in school, whether we're putting children through school, whether we're dealing with parents, whether we're helping out someone, okay, fine. But to be in a lifestyle that is consistently like that, that that's nerve-wracking. That's very nerve-wracking. That, that's nerve-wracking. Yeah. And I'm not saying this to um, belittle anyone, but... It's something that you have the power to change. Yes. You may not like the changes, but it's something you have within your power that you can possibly do. And what I want to say, and just to piggyback on what Ms. Taylor is talking about here, I want to encourage all of our listeners to know this. We, we, We get calls, we get questions all the time. No matter what situation you are in financially, it is never too late to correct it. Never. Don't be discouraged. You might be listening to us and you might be saying, oh, man, I've made mistakes. I'm, I'm in a mistake right now. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Well, continue listening to the podcast. We're going to help you. But it's never too late. Don't be discouraged. It just means you have to make a conscious decision now mm-hmm. and you have to really look at your finances and manage your money effectively. So do not be discouraged, listeners. There's always things that you can do to correct your situation. You always have control. You always have control. It may mean some sacrifices. It may mean some hardships. Mm-hmm. But if you've gotten into a situation, there are ways to correct it. So don't be discouraged by that. Yes. And with bad debt, like we said, it covers credit cards. Um, we're using credit cards for you know things that do not add value or things that are a liability to yourself. And I think that's where cars, you know, they come here. But to be honest, cars are necessities. But... Let's go back to it. <laughs> Spending <laughs> habits. Um, my very first car. I remember when I got my first car. And boy, I wanted a Toyota Corolla. Don't laugh at me. I don't know. I grew up on Toyota Corollas. Okay. <laughs> and I wanted one because, you know, they were good cars. They were um, they were good. They were reliable cars. And that did not happen. I ended up getting a Malibu. And Lord knows it, your first car, you know? But anyway, let's not go there. But to be honest, I had to get a loan for it. 
Um, at the time, I'll say it was five thousand dollars. This was fourteen years ago, and my payments were two hundred dollars a month. The thing about it is, I think at that time, two hundred dollars may have been maybe almost like well, it was a week pay, but most of my week pay. <laughs> but I had other things going on, and I think it took me about I think three, maybe four years to pay it off. Mm-hmm. Now that's that's only five thousand dollars for some people. Oh, you took that long, yeah. Well, I was twenty yeah. in school and everything. Your first day. car, yeah. But guess mm-hmm. what? After I first got the car, I was excited. I I didn't I didn't care about the two hundred dollars. Of course. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, the two hundred dollars was like, man, you know, I could use this two hundred dollars for. Yeah. Should I continue catching the bus? Should I <laughs> do a workout some with with mom and dad or? You know, you might have other persons, your friends who might want to help you. And, you know, you want to be independent. So if you're going to get a car loan, because, come on, we we do need a car. We would say if you can, save as long as you can before you go to get a car. Or in some instances now, you know, that we have... At least um, put something towards it. Yes. And these instances now... If you go to the bank, the, you know, the banks are probably more encouraging you to get more up-to-date cars. Come up with a nice down payment that your monthly may not be too long. Because with mortgages, and we're going to get into it, with loans and mortgages, the longer it is, the more money you're actually paying, paying back in interest. Yeah. So anything that is short-term, three, maybe four years, five years the most. Yes. You know, cut it down as yes. much as possible to three, four years. So, you know, after a while, you could say, okay, I'm finished, I'm finished with, that. with that. Yes, absolutely. So one thing that we want to talk about, we started talking about when we talked about good debt. But how can good debt help you grow to your, help you to grow your finances? So one thing, especially for individuals or businesses, is using debts to buy assets, right? Yes. So what that means is... For example, as an individual, you may be starting your own personal business. Mm -hmm. You could be working from home, Mm -hmm. but you just need to buy some equipment or you need to buy some material for your small business. Yeah, something that increase value. Exactly. So you don't really look at that and say, okay, this debt is is a burden. No, because your business is going to help you to to pay Mm -hmm. that off. So that could be a good debt Mm -hmm. because, of course, once you pay that off, just like you talked Mm -hmm. about with your term limits that we talk about, then, of course, that particular material or those particular equipment, now that's just earning you money. Yes. So you won't necessarily look at that in the short. In the short term, it may feel like, like a burden. Mm-hmm. But you have to look at it in the long term. Okay, this particular, these particular items or this building or these mm-hmm. materials, I'm going to make some money from this in the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Like, let's say you, t- you take out money to buy a truck. Yes. Um, similar to those um, Acupure water trucks. Yes. Do you know how much people need trucks to move things? Yes. Some That's why some people go in, they say, okay, let me get a small loan and let me get the truck. And then, you know, like you said, use it cash flow, bring you some income. Exactly. Absolutely. And then also when it comes to other financial institutions that lend, um, of course, you want to build credit with those financial institutions mm-hmm. as well. Credit history. Absolutely. Because, of course, you don't, and this is one part that we talk about right now, using disposable cash. Especially when you're talking about your small businesses, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily want to use all of your disposable cash. No. We mentioned it in the questions earlier in the scenario. Yes. Just because you have the money to purchase mm-hmm. something, especially when you're talking about businesses or you're talking about something that's adding value, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily want to be cash poor. Yes. Right? You don't want to be in a situation where you spent all of your money on this particular item mm-hmm. that you didn't need to spend all of your money on right away. 
So once again, it comes down to a plan. Go ahead. So it brings me to this point. Um, it's a term we use, debt-free. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that debt-free could be debt-free from bad debt. Yeah. Because like you just said, you have many people. You have people who have millions of dollars that do not use all of their millions of dollars Correct. to invest in things. They would say, okay, you know what? Let me go to the bank and get a loan. And right. they probably get it easier because they have the capital, you know, to back right. it up. Of course. So mm-hmm. definitely, like you say, I think the term is use other other person's money, you know, while yeah. you save yours. Of course. Absolutely. And of course, they would, of course, have attractive terms and interest rates for those persons as well. So one of the things that you want to think about is how can whatever I'm buying add value to me? Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Is it some if 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 your particular item that you're trying to go into debt for, whether it be mm-hmm. a credit card, whether it be a loan, whatever it is, business ownership, whatever it is, if this particular item isn't adding value to you, whether mm-hmm. in the long or the short term, mm-hmm. then it would be considered bad debt. Well some people may argue with you, Richard. They might they might say, Well, how is a business a good investment or a considered good debt? when there's a lot of risks involved with businesses. Agreed. And that's why um, one of the things that we talk about in a second, planning. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because anytime you're, you're any, any business, of course, is, of course, is a risk, mm-hmm. um, depending on your, you know, your type of business, how much debt you're taking on, mm-hmm. um, which is something we talk about as well. So what you want to make sure is that whatever debt you do take on, that is something that your business can't support. So what, you've made a plan. Mm-hmm. You now see that, okay, this is how much I need. Mm-hmm. This is how much my projected income is going to be. And, of course, we always would say before you make any purchase, you would have tested the water. Okay. I guess maybe so for businesses that may have physical assets, it may be better. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about ways to manage debt. So one of the things that we, we have touched on before, of course, is budgeting. Yes. Right? I think one of the main things <laughs> the that... The B word. Yes, the B word. It, I mean, uh, we talked about it in that particular podcast, but a budget is really just a key mm-hmm. um, because it, it gives you a financial picture. It helps you to manage your money. It helps you to see it. And it goes back to your point with your limits as well, because now if you have your budget, so you know for the next three to five years, you're going to have this particular item coming out of your out of your salary, out of your income. Mm-hmm. You know that, okay, I have to... I, one, it's going to encourage you to try to get rid of it quickly. Yes. Because just like you, <laughs> with your $200, you're thinking about Man. every how many years and how many Lord. things you could have been doing with that money. <laughs> you're thinking about how much things you could be doing with that money. So it would help you to stay disciplined. Yeah. It would help you to stay on your, on your, on your path, on your journey. And it would, it would help you to say, okay, I have a plan. I only want this to take three to five years or less. Right? Mm-hmm. So am I going to do something else? Am I going to... Uh, change my budget in some way where I could even add uh, look for ways to add more absolutely because I was just going to say it could be it could be any amount of money any amount of money and I'll give you this tip any amount of money that you can add to your principal Mm -hmm. would get rid of that debt quickly any add to your principal that's the key okay so your budget is the first thing that you have to do there's no way you're going to manage you're going to be able to manage your debt Mm -hmm. if you don't if you don't have a budget yeah you got you got to know what's coming in you got to know what's going out and then the key also is to know all of your debt. Richard mentioned store credits. When we think of, when we think about the debt, the store credit may not even be in your mind. Yes. It may not be in your mind until you get a call to say the people are going to pick up this item from your home because yes. you haven't paid on it. Yes. You know, so that that's also important. And another thing too, um, in our culture, 
we have had some facilities where we call it Asus. I I remember this story. I I don't. I'm gonna share it. It was quite funny. Um, I lived with my aunt a couple years ago, and she ran an Asus, mm-hmm. and I was in it. And one day I was coming home, and this there's there was this lady by the door, and she looked a little weird, but she didn't look harmful. So I I I, I approached her. She said, "Oh, I came to pay my Asus." So she gave me this brown paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> Now, to be honest, I was like, yes, I'm not a drug dealer. <laughs> like, why are you? What did I find in the bound paper bag, Richard? It was an ASU payment, but, but what was in it? $101 bills. Wow. Wow. I was totally shocked. And she wanted me to count it. And I'm like, Mom, I, I-, I got you. Yeah. If you, I got you. And. <laughs> At the moment, it was funny because the dog was in the yard, and I'm like, the dog didn't even buy like, and she she was in the ASU, and actually she was in couple ASUs. I, I mean, to my understanding, and that's also something that you have to keep in mind, you yeah. know, with ASUs. And like I said, I was in that, and I think I was in another one at work. But after you get your draw, you still gotta pay. Yep, that absolutely. is a debt. Yeah. Anything that you have a promise to pay, or you have to delay the payment. Is something that you should keep in mind. So write that down on your budget. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> I think, and I, and I think it's it's so funny that you tell that story because I think a lot of times that we have so many different things going on in terms yes. of our finances and where we're spending our money and how we're spending our money mm-hmm. that we may have a budget for the larger items mm-hmm. like the everyday items like our, our monthly bills, but, but we don't things. account for these small items that add up. Yes, and they add up very quickly. Go into the wash house. They add up very quickly. Put it in your budget. You yeah. know, try try to account for everything. Yeah, anything you have on layaway, your credit cards, mm-hmm. all of those are payments that you have to make each month. Topping up your phone. Yeah. Put it put it put it there. Yeah, everything counts because as we always say, you're you're only working from your income. That's that's it. Yes. No matter if you have two or three of them, if you have a, a side hustle, you're still working from a limited amount of resources. So every way that you're spending money should be included because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you want to be in control of your finances yes. and you want to be in control of any debt that you had, whether it be good or bad, mm-hmm. whether it be good or bad. Even personal loans, you know, if a friend gave you funds, you know, I, I, you know what, I, this is what I think we should do. Assume you have to pay. Don't. Do not assume that you don't have to pay because this is a friend. This is my mother. Yeah. I am a person, I grew up in a single family home. So um, I, I grew up under strict settings. <laughs> Meaning, <laughs> hey, you you know how this go. It ain't like money just coming right. out, of anywhere, right. out, of, you know, out of the air. So if you have a debt or you owe someone money that is not asking you about it, still put it down. That doesn't mean that you don't want, that they don't want their money back. And another thing, too, with ways with managing debt, um, I think we'll talk about it later on, um, uh, is going to your financial institution that you may have the biggest debt with, or whether it's paying bills. Mm-hmm. We mentioned that we'll go over this, too. You know, go and have a conversation with persons. You know, there are things that happen, unexpected things that happens that light bill may not get paid. Mm-hmm. But before they turn it off, actually communicate that to them. Yes. And I think one of the things that, that, that can help you manage debt too is, so we have different types that like we talked about. You have large consumer loans, you have mortgages, you, so you have different types of debt 
Um, all of them have various interest rates. All of them have different terms and limits. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is pay off the larger ones first. Mm-hmm. I gave you the tip earlier of making principal payments. I can't say it. I can't say it any the simpler than thing. that. I think people people have to realize that in a loan payment, there are two two portions. One portion goes to the principal, and another portion goes to the lending facility. Yes. And the lending facility will get their portion first. first. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and that is the higher portion in the beginning. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one thing that I would say, too, is um, another issue uh, that persons have is they don't know how much they owe. So when it comes to your budget, when it comes to managing spending in terms of of your debt, what you want to make sure is you know how much you owe. Because what you don't want to be in is a situation where you're thinking that this loan is is decreasing Mm -hmm. and it's really not doing it's really not decreasing the way you think so in other words in your mind in your plan Mm -hmm. you say oh okay i'm going to finish this in two or three years yes but then when you check Mm -hmm. and you evaluate Mm -hmm. you actually have four or five years yes that's a lot of money that's two years that's a year that's interest that's principal that's a lot of money yes so and like we said a loan payment has two components you have your principal payment and you have the interest payment. So if you paid $10,000 a year, that that doesn't necessarily mean 10000 went on your principal balance. So like mm-hmm. Richard said, if you get a statement, and I and I think that's the thing, we, we don't get statements on loans. You right. have to, you have you have to, to request right. your loan statements. I don't know if it's a fee. Some places might have charge a small fee, but pay the fee so you know exactly what it is that you have to do. Correct. Correct. So one of the one of the things that you can do, especially when we start to talk about overcoming bad financial decisions, a lot of times persons, um, and we see this, we see this in our field as well. A lot of persons get lump sums. Mm-hmm. They get large sums of money, and now they're they have the money, and they're not sure what to do, or they don't make a plan for it, or they don't think about the debt that they have, and how they're going to pay it off, or what they're going to pay off. So I'll give you my own personal story. Anytime we get bonus, anytime you get any large sum of money, Mm -hmm. I write that number down. Okay. I write that number down. I look at, I go back to my budget. Mm -hmm. I go back to, okay, I need to take care of this. I want to put something here on my principal. Mm -hmm. I want to put this on my credit cards. Mm -hmm. I want to put aside money. Save. Save. I want to put aside money for either for my kids or Mm -hmm. for for vacation or whatever the came, the case may be. But the point of the matter is you do need to consider your debt. Yeah. You do need to consider your debt because let's let's be realistic. Let's use let's continue in that example. So let's say that you don't. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's say that you just go into spending mode. Yeah. Right? Travel. So now you've traveled. You had a good week. You come had a good back. two thank you. You had a good two weeks. You come back now. You still owe that money. Yeah. And and I mean if we're being honest was that really a good use of that money? Because now what you could have done, you could have paid, especially if you had a small consumer loan, you could have used some of that money to pay some of that off. And now you could have used some of that money to save for your vacation. It might not have been a good use of money, but I surely felt good, felt good? in the malls swinging my bag. For that week or two. <laughs> for that week or two. And then what? <laughs> we live for experiences, Richard. <laughs> and then what? And then what? And then reality sets in. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah, but when reality <laughs> sets in and you looked at I had 10 grand. Yes. I had five grand. Oh, I had one grand. Where did it go? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something that I started to do recently, any lump sum money I get, 
what I say, 30%, as hot as it be. It's be hard, Richard. I know, but I, I know. But I say 30%. There's so much things we have to do. put this somewhere yeah. or put it, like you said, on something yes. that you know you have to pay down for. Exactly. Absolutely. I always say, I always think of the long-term value. Yeah. All right? Because in my mind, I have a plan. We have X amount of years to pay X amount off. And so, just like you said, any large sum of money, I know in my mind that's adding value to me because I know the quicker I get rid of this debt, get rid of that principle. the quicker I get rid of this debt, the quicker I can move on to do some other things that I need to do. So, as we close in another episode of CFAL Talks podcast, we have hoped that our discussion today about debt management has helped you. Thank you to our host, Mr. Richard Pinder, and thank you, our audience, for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please send us a note at info at cfile.com or visit our website at www.cfile.com and show your support. Thank you to CFAL for sponsoring this episode. Until next time.